Hi, I'm Peggy. And I'm Dave. And this is Amped. Hi, Dave. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Doing all right. The polar vortex has lifted a little bit in Virginia, so we're starting to thaw out. So, Congratulations. Yes. Yes. It was very, very cold this week. Not as cold as you were, because I understand you were in Indiana. I was. It was uh, 18 below on Wednesday morning as I climbed into my car there. Yeah, that's just insanely painful. It was cold. Yeah, no It kidding. was undeniably cold. <laughs> so, but your your prosthesis handled the cold okay? Yes, it did. You you actually raised this issue when we talked in the middle of the week and you said, is your prosthesis still working? Did it shut down because of the cold? And the answer was no, it worked. Though I have to admit, it wasn't like I was outside for half an hour walking around. But right. in the in the maximum, probably about five and a half minutes that I was out there, there were no issues. Well, that's good. That's good. Yes. If, it, if there was an issue, you know, what would you do? Would it still be under warranty? I don't know. Maybe that's something <laughs> we could discuss in today's podcast. What a lovely segue. Not at all See, forced. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I tried. You didn't quite go with me on it, so I had to rework it a little bit. I don't think we were aligned yet. <laughs> no, we weren't. I apologize. It's. It's. Even though it's the same time zone, I must be jet lagged. I'll blame it on you. I'm good with that. Yeah. But no, today in today's episode, we're actually we have a really interesting topic, um, and I think it it will impact everybody at some point if you use a prosthetic device because you need to know what the warranties are and the warranties on the different components change um, depending on the manufacturer and depending on which components you're talking about and in today's episode we are going to go over warranties and your prosthesis yes this is an area that um, it can be a little bit confusing, even though the concept of warranties, I don't think are all that complex, but there are some complexities as it relates to specific parts of a prosthesis, Peggy. So, you know, there isn't typically a general warranty that applies across an entire prosthesis. Rather, you'll see warranties that are broken up uh, around the main component parts, the socket, liners, uh, knee, foot, elbow, hand, and that that's the level at which you'll see them. So we'll, we'll go through each of those uh, today and we'll also at the end give people a, a resource one you should already all be familiar with but we'll give you a resource you can use if you're interested in getting warranty information about the products you use all right so should we dive in yes let's do that okay um a warranty describes the conditions under which a prosthetist will repair or replace i'm talking about the socket right now i'm sorry yeah for, so for your socket um, it'll, it covers under what conditions your prosthetist will either repair or replace the socket at no charge to either you or to your insurance company. When you're talking about the components, which are, you know, the foot, ankle, hand, that sort of thing, it refers to um, at what point the manufacturer will repair or replace it at no charge, again, to the patient or to the insurance company. Correct. And we have in our show notes an example of a warranty for prosthetic components. And um, we'll actually read through this, Peggy, because I think the language is important. And if we have if we have anything in here that we think is particularly noteworthy, we can call it out. But this is actually pulled directly from a major manufacturer's website, not the company I work for. I want it to be a 
equal opportunity uh, employer here, and we removed any specific reference to the manufacturer. But it says the following, manufacturer warrants all of its products and services to the original purchaser. So the original purchaser is important, Peggy, because most prosthetic right. devices are not intended for use uh, by one person and then another and then another. So if you buy it on eBay and it breaks down, no You're warranty. No warranty. Exactly. And that's important because there's a lot of there's a lot of componentry on eBay. There's a lot of componentry swap groups on social media. And that's one of the downsides is that, you know, if you buy something that's faulty, especially if you're talking about any kind of bionic or powered device, you buy a, a powered, you know, a, a powered knee component microprocessor knee on eBay even though they say, oh, it works fine, and you get it and it doesn't, you could be out thousands of dollars with really no recourse. And a lot of times you can't even get them repaired. Yeah, and I've seen this with, uh, you know, I obviously work for a prosthetic manufacturer. That's my day job. And I've seen situations where it's come to my attention that um, there's a patient or a customer, really, who's looking for uh, warranty coverage of the component patient has come to them from, you know, new patient, they've not seen the patient before. And that's when they learn that, in fact, another company uh, or another user had that component first. And we're in the unfortunate position of having to say, well, we cannot warranty that product. We can repair it uh, at full charge, whatever that charge is. But those charges, when you start, especially when you start doing rebuilds of more expensive devices, uh, they cost, you know, enough that you probably would have been better off trying to go through insurance and figure out how to deal with the coinsurance and deductible. So in any event, uh, we, the warranty states that the manufacturer warrants all of its products and services to the original purchase purchaser to be free from defects in materials and workmanship. This warranty applies subject to normal wear and tear. This is a this is a standard limited warranty that you'll see from manufacturers. Subject to normal wear and tear when the products are used as intended without unapproved modifications, following all manufacturer instructions and requirements. So again, Peggy, if we dive into this, if they see abnormal wear and tear, if you're seeing something where uh, the product was clearly abused by the patient, uh, where the product was in some way modified, and I cannot tell you how many times when I had my own prosthetic facility, we had patients who were screwing with the core mechanism of expensive prosthetic devices, but they were trying to customize it in some way. Um, those modifications can void the limited warranty. It's good to know. Um, it goes on when they are fitted by or under the direct supervision of a certified licensed practitioner who meet all manufacturer product specific training requirements as needed. Again, uh, one of the concerns that manufacturers have is if you get this through a channel that's not appropriate and it's it's fit on you in a way that is therefore dangerous or not authorized, um, then again, the warranty will not, not cover it. Do you want to deal with the second paragraph here? The duration of our limited warranties varies by product and service, but all are effective from the date of delivery to the end user. The manufacturer's sole obligation under this limited warranty shall be to repair, replace, or refabricate at no charge or to refund the cost of the system or components thereof to the original purchaser at the manufacturer's sole discretion. Yeah, and one of the interesting ones here, Peggy, is the date of delivery to the end user because there are some products that can sit on a shelf for an extended period of time. The prosthetist orders it, uh, but it doesn't get delivered to the patient till later. The warranty does not start running 
until it is actually on the patient, the date of delivery. That's actually good to know. I think a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. So do you want to start diving into the specific warranties around different types of components? I will. I will take sockets. Okay. So warranties for sockets. Sockets, as you know, are custom fabricated for every single patient. Um, my socket won't fit another BK. Your AK socket can't fit another AK. They are directly made to fit your body, to your body shape, your intricacies of your limb. As every amputee knows, changes in your condition can and will affect your socket fit. If you gain five, you know, not so much five pounds, but you know, I think I think I usually tend to feel a little bit more around like the ten pound mark. Um, if you gain weight or lose a lot of weight, it's going to impact your socket fit. Um, the accepted warranty period for sockets is ninety days. Now, 90 days doesn't sound like a long time. It is the shortest warranty period for any part of the prosthesis. Uh, you know, again, because the socket is made to fit your anatomy. So if you gain or lose weight, that doesn't mean that the prosthetist has to replace your socket within that 90 day. Because when you left, it fit fine. The warranty covers, you know, the the. Um, the integrity of the socket so that it doesn't crack or break. Um, if it cracks or breaks, it's covered. If your body changes and it no longer fits, it's not covered. Yeah. And, the, you know, this is a can be a complicated area because I think people assume that, um, you know, the warranty is 90 days. And so that means anything in the first 90 days is covered. Well, it's only covered for those things, Peggy, which the prosthetist could reasonably control. And one of the things the prosthetist cannot reasonably control is what you what you do yourself and the types of activities you have in your clinical condition. So if you have if you get a socket on day one and on day 70, you need a revision surgery modifying the original socket to try to accommodate the revision is not something that the process has an obligation to do. And in fact, will most likely try to deliver a new socket because it'll fit you much better if you've got a limb revision. And in that instance, even though um, he might start that process uh, and try to deliver it before day 90 on the original leg, on the original socket, yeah, it would still be appropriate in that instance to bill for an entirely new socket, even though it's within the warranty period of the first one. And the warranty starts when the socket is delivered. I know that when I go to my prosthetist, I have to sign off that I accepted it, and that includes the warranty information. Um, so I do have a word of caution, especially to, to newer amputees. If you go for your socket and it still really doesn't fit and they're still really manipulating, trying to get the, the right shape, and, and you're still really, really uncomfortable, don't sign off that you accept it and that it's okay. You know, make sure that it really fits well before you say, yes, this fits well. It sounds counterintuitive for me to say that, but I think that there, sometimes there's a lot of pressure to go ahead and just sign the forms and we promise we'll make it okay for you. Um, that basically when you sign the form, you're saying, yes, this is great, you know, start the clock. Good feedback, Peggy. Let's shift to liners, uh, liners that roll over your residual limb. Uh, most commonly, liners tend to be warrantied for six months. Again, still on the shorter side of the overall warranty spectrum. Um, I don't know, Peggy, that I've ever seen warranties longer than that, uh, though um, there may be, I think maybe some of the older 
uh, liners made out of non-silicone-based materials, we, there might have been longer warranty periods. But the reason for shorter warranty periods on liners is pretty simple. Uh, they break down over time just due to normal wear and tear. Uh, and because they also sit against your skin all day, you're sweating in it, you're... Um, you know, your, your body is right up against it. And depending on what level of amputee you are, it can be uh, parts of your body that are less sanitary than others. Uh, you know, the concerns about just cleanliness, bacteria trapping, all that kind of stuff come into play. Uh, so most commonly, you'll see liners warrantied for six months. All right. Now components. Uh, these components typically have longer warranty periods. It's common to see two to three your warranties for the componentry. Again, we're talking about knees, feet, elbows, and hands. Uh, for costlier components, such as some of the microprocessor devices, uh, extended warranties are sometimes offered. Uh, for example, a three-year initial warranty with the option to buy a two-year extended warranty. Um, the extended warranty comes with an additional charge, obviously, to either you or to your insurance company, depending on if your insurance will cover it. Um, some payers actually insist on the extended warranty for the for the higher cost items just so that they're covered. Yeah, and you know, in instances where the insurance company does does pay for a portion of the extended warranty, these warranties are in the thousands of dollars typically. So um, if they do pay for it, it's very likely that you're feeling um, some of that pinch as well financially in the form of coinsurance. Uh, so uh, just something to be aware of if there's an extended warranty that could increase your out-of-pocket costs. You know, I will tell you, extended warranties are something that if I, I personally, Peggy, if my if my payer was not insisting, if my insurance company was not insisting that I get it, I would not opt for an extended warranty. And the reason I say that is as technology just continues to advance and it it's tech, it's technology that the amputee uses every moment of every day when they're wearing a prosthesis. For me, the thought of being sort of locked into that uh, additional two years in a device that might have been superseded by something that is a better option technologically for me since I first got the component is something that's a little scary. So my personal right, preference... You're talking about it's now a five-year commitment. Exactly. So, you know, yeah. what happens, it, it's, you know, this is really at one level, it's no different than when do you go buy your new iPhone or your new Samsung phone, right? It's like the moment you buy it, you're worried that it's obsolete and you're worried that now you're going to be stuck with it and the next great thing is coming around the pike any month now. Um, and it's kind of the same concept when you talk about prosthetic limbs. If tomorrow somebody told me there is a super silent motor powered limb that um, replicates 95% of human anatomical knee function and um, it's available um, at, at to, you know, and payers will potentially pay for it, I wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't want to be committed to a five-year warranty as opposed to a three-year warranty if that were the case. Now, the flip side of this is where I have seen the extended warranties come into play, Peggy, is actually a, a, a place you're familiar or a payer you're familiar with, workers' comp. Um, that's a payer or a, a type of payer that often will say, look, we'll make the investment up front for the patient. We're willing to pay more money because we know we're tied to this patient. But we want to get the maximum life out of this component. And so therefore, um, we're going to require you to buy the additional warranty, the extended warranty, 
uh, if you want us to approve the device. So it's just something to be sensitive to um, and obviously be guided by by your own research. Uh, talk to your prosthetist about it because every situation is unique and there's certainly different levels of innovation occurring depending on what type of components you're using. And again, just because you have the extended warranty on a component does not mean that you can mistreat the component or do something that is not indicated for, because that will void the extended warranty as well. Yes. And in addition to that, if your clinical condition changes during the warranty period, such that the new component might be more, more medically appropriate for you, um, most prosthetists will in that instance uh, use the new medical changes, whatever they are, to justify medical necessity and an entirely new component. So that's always something you need to be aware of as well. If on day zero, you bought the five-year extended warranty and you get to year three, and there's a new component out that would frankly help you more, and you are suffering from certain, uh, let's say, comorbidities as an amputee, sound side pain, spinal pain, whatever it is, that the new prosthesis, the new component, excuse me, would probably f uh, fix, then in that instance, your prosthetist might very well take a run at getting you a new component, even though the old one is still within its warranty. And the argument would be uh, that your clinical condition has changed and therefore you need the new thing. Whether or not a payer would, um, would approve that claim would obviously be a case-by-case -case basis, but it is something to be aware of. Now, Dave, I know with extended warranties with cars and things like that, um, if for some reason you you get rid of the car within the warranty period, you can get a refund on the ex part of the extended warranty that you did not use the time. Does that hold true with prosthetics or is that not an option? It's not an option because typically, okay. especially in the auto realm, often you're talking about trading in the old, the old item or exchange right. the, the, the car company or the more correctly, probably the, the franchise that sold you the, the car is getting back something of value. They're getting back a vehicle typically that's worth something. And that's not happening in the prosthetic space. You, you're not giving your prosthesis back to the insurance company and they can therefore right. derive some value for it. And extended warranties are not transferable. So again, if you're looking, you know, on the secondary market for devices, if it says, you know, that I bought the extended warranty, kind of doesn't matter because it's not going to apply the minute you the, that the ownership transfers to you. That is correct. That is correct. Do you want to summarize the the amazing world of warranties for us? I would love to. Uh, warranties apply to all major prosthetic components, from the socket to liners to the components' feet, ankle, hands that that we all rely upon. Uh, they do not cover abuse, misuse. Um, or kind of doing your own engineering and tweaking and moving things around. Um, they do apply to defects and failures within the warranty period. Um, and if you need more information, Dave, we actually encourage you to go to our product encyclopedia where you can look at your product, click on the link, and then it will take you to the manufacturer's website and you can read all about the warranty for whatever component you are using. And that is at www.ampedlife.org slash product hyphen encyclopedia. Look at that. We actually have a resource for this. We have a tool for that. Yes, we do. <laughs> All right. 
Well, I think we've covered it, Peggy. Um, do you have any additional plans in the next few days of interest? Do I have plans? Um, I, so tomorrow the Puppy Bowl is on, so I'm excited about that. Uh, <laughs> sorry. That <laughs> doesn't excite me in the least. I know. Well, you'll be watching a different bowl, I'm assuming, right? Yes. Once again, once again, my Patriots are in the Super Bowl. So I will be watching with my son and his friends and my daughter and some of her friends who are coming over. And I will be the guy trying very, very hard not to lose my mind as the game so, goes and on. I will, I will be the one with two kids on the couch watching the Puppy Bowl and then the Kitten Halftime Show. And then the rest of the puppy bowl. Why everybody else is watching the Super Bowl? That's I don't really care. Yeah, I don't. I don't blame you. I think my wife is going to see a movie tomorrow during the Super Bowl, figuring that anything is better than being in the house with a bunch of idiots watching football. I I sympathize, and I think she's a smart lady. She is a very smart lady, so. and we should say, Peggy, <laughs> we yeah, we we were not able to record a podcast last week. We apologize. My travel schedule for for my day job has just been insane the last several weeks. So. Um, my ability to to be able to sit down and and do these with you, Peggy, has been has been more limited than I would like. But we are we're getting back on track with this, and uh, we'll have our weekly newsletters rebooting again starting this coming week. And we shouldn't see any more slippage in the delivery of podcasts to you. So we thank you for your patience during this and, brief know, gap Dave period. Is, is- crazy busy with work um and i am experiencing the opposite so if you want to connect and you're looking to to just chat or share resources you can visit us on our network which is ampedlife.com it's our community network and um you know we can chat and share resources and just see what's going on so if you miss the podcast and still want to connect ampedlife.com yes go there go there and talk to peggy that's right. I need friends. <laughs> Fantastic. We can talk about the puppy bowl. Maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I can do a live chat on the puppy bowl tomorrow. Um, knock yourself out. I won't be. I, I, I won't will. be participating you in that. Won't be participating. No. All right. Okay. Cool. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Peggy. Thanks, Dave. We'll talk Take soon. Take care. Bye. Bye.